Record of Mortimus contains lewd language, descriptions of bloodshed and violence. Adult themes include commentary, none which would be suitable for the soft of heart or prepubescent minds. Consider yourself advised. <laughs> I'm not going to give a, a lot of time to talk right now about just shit or whatever, because we're on a time limit here. We got two and a half hours, I guess. So um, I do want to take a couple minutes and chat with you guys. Uh, obviously, this show is not live. We haven't been doing this live. We've been recording, and then it takes me weeks to edit things, and it takes time to release. And we'd, I've been trying to get mi- as many of these in the can as possible, as you could probably tell by the last episode, which was 4th of July, which it probably won't air for months after that. Um, I do want to say, uh, I appreciate you guys coming in here and keep doing this. I know this is not, I, I, I was cleaning outside. I was like, oh man, I missed that. You know, hanging out outside, fucking shooting the shit, just fucking doing whatever. And as soon as we get these next couple episodes in the can, we'll go back to that for a while, because it's gonna it's gonna be going for a while. I mean, we just released by our timeline where we're at right now. We just released episode one, so when you're hearing this, you can see that we're on episode seven now, and we released episode one. We've already got seven. After tonight, there'll be seven episodes left. Peter sounds like an old Harrison Ford tonight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, a little, little, little bit up. So I, I'm got some good things planned for tonight. Um, I'd like to get some things accomplished. I want to make sure they get accomplished. How are you guys doing, by the way? You guys doing good, Seth? You doing good? Yeah. Yeah. Jake, yeah. You good? yeah, we're doing good. How you feeling, Jake? I know you were sicker for a little bit. Yeah, I'm at the end of it though. Yeah. Still a little nasally, but I'll be fine. Yeah. Peter, you uh, you were spending some time with your parents. You were saying. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I said you were spending some time with your parents. <laughs> and now I am here. How, was that good? How was that? Move on. All right. Well, let's talk to somebody who's interesting. Uh, Neil, uh, we were talking about your book earlier and, you know, things you got going on with that. I am in an immense amount of pack pain and I quit smoking and I'm going through a divorce. Oh, God. I got good news. I got a, a commission from this guy, Jeff Stevens, who does uh, various uh, best-selling products on dmsguild.com and rpgnow.com and DriveThruRPG. He gave me a commission. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just completed it and sent it off to him. It should be published um, up on DMs Guild somewhere on August 15th, somewhere in that vicinity. Hell yeah. We'll it, plug the shit out of it, make sure everybody's looking yeah, for it. It's called Villains in Layers 4. And that one of the NPCs in there. I did a. Uh, he's a 
mummified ogre named Olgro the Whisperer. <laughs> that sounds and interesting. His, uh, his his little twist there is that he was he was killed by farmers in like a freak accident, basically. And they were so proud of themselves that they mummified him, which ended up being a mistake. But he factors so much into their folklore that... Yeah, he, he factors so much into the local folklore of this village that if you were to slay this, this mummy ogre, the people would be pissed off at you as a result of that, because that's their the bad guy from their stories. Don't fuck with our ogre, basically. Yeah, so it's, it was a, a fun project, fun guy to work with. You know, he wanted to have not just a villain and all the... Everything in Villains and Lairs 4 you can use as... That's... Evil people can do non-evil things. Evil people can serve the party in ways other than being an adversary. And so is the case with All Grow the Whisper and America hasn't there. quite figured that out yet, but yes, it can happen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, America has figured it out. It's Saudi Arabia. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, we won't get into politics. That's not... We won't get into politics. Um, Everybody loves I want to get into politics, especially <laughs> with the climate right now. Nah, but we won't. We won't. Um, I want to welcome everybody again to Season 1, Episode 7. We're knocking them out. We're hammering out. Does anybody remember where we left off? We were going to eat dinner with Praveed. That's right. We got to oh, the castle. God. We teleported there. Yep. Teleported to the castle. You're at... You took the boat ferry across the lake. Yep. Mortimus waited on the shoreline for you guys. You Whoa. guys went. You guys met the steward. Does anybody ever write? Then did anybody write down the steward's name? No, I think I didn't. I did, and then I left my bag at home. Does anybody remember the name of the castle? I tend to get drunk during these podcasts, and I cannot understand what I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, what did you write down? It's, it's a little. It's it's kind of gibberish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say what Peter said to me earlier. Oh God. <laughs> what did you write down? Uh, seven five. Uh, <laughs> you wrote down 75. numbers. <laughs> seventy five. Seventy five. What? Seventy five. Seventy five. That's the answer, right? 75? 42. 42 is the answer. I did write it down, and my bag is at home. <laughs> hey, Game Master, did you write it down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The castle is Care, Somnus, Dunier. What, what was the exact moment we left off of? It was like... Uh, we ended up saying to go get cleaned up and rested. That's where you ended. All right. The Dark Continent. 
ravaged by thousands of years of wars, driven by elder gods and demigods, leaving nothing left in its path but chaos. Sagittarius Troy, the emperor of Chaos Army, in the country of Marmo, has just shy of conquered every country in Obisia. Driven by madness and the only elder god left to man, monster or fae folk, Lucritus, god of Hades and master of deception. Yet amidst all of this are still heroes waiting for their chance to bring balance to chaos and maybe a fragment of light to the dark continent. I, Mortimus of the Primes, one of the last few remaining subordinate celestials of the ancient gods, tasked to aid man and creature alike, tirelessly search for these heroes and hopefuls, and maybe influence them to the will of the ancients. I may have found these heroes deep in the foothills of the north of the country called Farine, for this is the record of Mortimus, and this is my telling of the Obsidian Deathhead. You guys were led to some rooms, two rooms. Uh, you guys are both sharing a suite in, in the castle here. Um, you two, just as you're sitting next to each other, can share a suite. Well, no, you and Peter know each other, Jake. No, um, yeah, so we'll you guys share. would share a room. And then uh, Badius, the two outsiders of the town, would probably share a room since they guys wear the, you know, whatever. Um, a bath is drawn for you guys. Uh, there are servants in this castle. Uh, not a lot, just a couple, a handful, but they're all good at what they do. And you can see they've they've been learned to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they know how to do this shit. Um, you guys all get a bath. They clean all your guys' clothes for you. Um, they well, give that's you, nice. They give you small food. Uh, and you guys have, like, kind of uh, guest clothes to wear while your stuff is being dried. Like a this is smoking jackets mm -hmm. and yeah, whatever. So it's, let it be known that I actually do not participate in this. Of course, the noble and the ranger are sharing a room together. No, actually, no. I'm being serious though. My character is very specific about his smell. He's very specific about his clothing. So you're Walter He's, Matthau, and I'm Jack Lemmon. Oh yeah. <laughs> the point, oh my god. Yes. The point is, I, he's got Chuck spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's talking about, but my character is <laughs> the very couple. The, 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 my character is very specific about blending into nature, not changing his stench or his smell, not using perfumes, not using soaps. He's uh, the soaps that he does have. He uses. You know, in the rivers, like it's it's just. It's do really you clean up, or you just go down there all fucking <clears throat> traveled and gross? I'm sure I wash my hands with you know hot water. My character has a distaste for nobles. Okay. As well. Okay. I get all fined up. I do too, Cal. This is a moment for your character which you haven't had probably in weeks. So yeah, this is get, a good to, moment. To you don't know when clean. your next fucking bath is. Yeah, no, be. <laughs> I get, I get, I get clean. Long story short, you guys get all cleaned up, changed, except for Badius, uh, who washes his hands, 
and um, you guys make your way downstairs. Um, it is nighttime now. It was kind of dusk when you got here after traveling. I assume it was. You guys have been trying to keep track of where we're at time-wise as far as the daytime goes. Um, as you guys go down to the Great Hall that you've already been in, you guys go through that and into a grand dining hall, which has the windows that go around it and the curtains are open and you can see out into the great lake there, which you guys are pretty high up on this, this hill. Um, it's really nice. Like I said in the previous game, there are tapestries, there are flags, there are uh, tabards hanging on the walls. No, it's all Ferenian stuff. And there's actually a huge collection of fineries huge collection of fineries like art uh old Ferinian. um i'm sure when chaos went through and took this place that you saw before a lot of stuff had been smashed and destroyed that has not happened here this place this this castle is intact all the Ferinian goods are intact here and all the Ferinian fineries that this person has collected and they're not just fineries it's stuff that looks like it's been collected on quests on 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 questing you know this guy that lives here this elf yeah this guy's a hero the stuff he's collected here the stuff that you see in the walls that there's you see a silver sword like a pure silver sword above on a mantle above the fireplace in this dining hall uh and neil (laughs) actually ran that game where he had that silver sword because he had to kill a werewolf (laughs) so there are things in this room that are actually real things so not to hang on that point too long you guys all sit around the table do you guys care about how you sit on this table it's a it's kind of a long oval table that you guys sit down at seating's not important here yeah Mm -hmm. i sit wherever they sit me it's all random it's on random (laughs) (laughs) then i sit somewhere random all right sit next to kyle so i can keep him in line Oh, um, Somewhere in reach of the wide. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can tell my character is in a bit of awe right now. Uh, awe as in the fact that he's in a mountain elf's keep who's a lord? Yes. Uh, my, my character is a little bit awestruck by, uh, by our... Uh, the host? The, by the host, yeah. The servants uh, sit you guys down. They pour wines for you guys. They ask you if they want if you want anything to drink other than wine, spirits, something a little harder, maybe ale. They got it all here. I just go for water. Mm-hmm. Okay. The water kind of- the water tastes good. It's clean. It's been filtered. I just drink the house wine. Okay. I do my best to just kind of take everything in to just absorb as much as I can. I do have Dotson, Sinishal, not history, but theology. Um, Octavius, I mean, it's up to you if you want to roll to see around this keep real quick to see what they got going on here. Well, I ask for, uh, I ask for some ale and pour my wine in the ale. Swish it around. <laughs> they give you a dwarven mug uh, to drink from. You know, a dwarf would do that. Hell yeah, they would. Uh, uh, mix, mix some of that with some of mine. Let's put it uh, together. Uh, two kinds of fun. Uh, mix and dwarf. It's <laughs> gross. Seven and a nine. A seven and a nine. Octavius, like I said before, um, I was describing to you guys about the Ferranian fineries here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see that this house is a me- this mansion or castle or whatever you want to call it, care. No, Octavius, you notice that the um, 
this is legit a museum for Farine. It's like a fucking... You, in your house, weren't allowed to keep stuff like this. They took all of your cool stuff. They let you keep the armor because they don't know what's there. Okay? Uh, there was no way in hell that they would have let your father keep that armor. It, but you know, the, no. We imagine. I imagine we probably hit it whenever they were first there. And or forced. maybe, maybe, maybe it was his early armor that wasn't magicified. No, it's not. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it it is in a sense where it's like, uh, it's 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 glass armor. It's Ferenian glass, which is technically a magical armor, but it's not. As, it's it's not, not his best. It's not suit. imbued with magic, as far as like things. But yeah, Octavius, you look around the room in this dining hall and this whole castle. Even in your rooms, there are things in your rooms. Like the sheets on your, your beds are Ferenian sheets. Everything in here screams Ferenian collecting. I mean, it's it's amazing. This could be a museum in this castle because there's nobody else in Ferenian that still has this shit. Um, some soups are brought out. Your host isn't there yet. He doesn't come downstairs yet. It's just you guys sitting around staring at each other, drinking some stuff. The seeps are put in front of you. You see the servant from before, the steward. Uh, his name's Tendi. He's uh, helping hand out the soups. He says, My my lord will be down shortly. Um, just enjoy your soups as an appetizer until he gets here. Thank you so much for gracious hospitality. Just kind of eyeing over everything in the room as like, we're all sitting there. Like, so much history on the walls. They could pay people to come and see it. Well, I guess you can't really pay people to come and see this anymore now that chaos squashed most of free, but this you know it doesn't have to be this way. That chaos doesn't have to be in control. Why Do should you it? have anybody that's going to stand up to them? Do you see many chaos around? Here? No. No, I mean just in general. Do you travel much? The town where I grew up in has a battalion there. A battalion? And troops. All right. How many people are in your town? 1,200. How well would fair, uh, how fair would 60 men against 1,200? 1,200 men are armed, trained warriors. Those 60 men would cut through the town like a hot knife through butter. We're trained men. A, a but trained? my point is, there are many trained men in training, and women. I can tell you this: it would take more than sixty men to hold back twelve hundred dwarves. Ah. Well, humans are not built so stout as dwarves. No, they're not. And a lot of the people in the town are old. No, no, no offense, Ranger. And uneducated. No. But they are taller. And, and many of them stronger. Speaking as the only human here, I can say that the, the, the will of human kind and nature far, uh, far supersedes any of the other races. <laughs> I hope you're right. I don't have to hope. Although you guys notice that Badius, being a Ferenian, considers himself a little above human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though he's technically a human, he's a Ferenian human. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're eating our soup. You're eating your soup, and you're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. My point is this. I've traveled a lot, and I go to a lot of places. 
What I see is a lot of fear based upon what happened here, not what's happening. Fear based upon this idea that if, if someone stands out, someone gets out of line, it's not, it's not chaos that's going to step in. It's someone else who's in fear of chaos. And it doesn't have to be this way. And you guys hear somebody walk in the room. Well, there's a reason they feel that way. And you guys see Praveed. He's in some robes. I'll stand up. Yeah, stand and bow. And he kind of waves his hand at you guys like it's not necessary. He's like, I'm no lord. I'm just a humble servant of Farine. That's why I don't stand up. Uh, he's. <laughs> but you are our courteous host. Well, then I appreciate it. But, I mean, Badius, to answer your question, it's simply for what chaos has done and what they're capable of. I said fear is stopping them. It's fear for a reason. I imagine none of you saw what they did to Shangri-Li. Do you remember such thing? No. Do you? No. What about you, Elf? Do you remember such a thing? No. All right. So who here in this room other than you remembers such a thing? It's been passed on generation after generation, this fear of what they're capable of. Stories and the history has been told to all of us. I mean, your your family, I can see. They're from Farin. Have they not told you the stories of obedience and why? You should practice the obedience. Absolutely. I mean, just you being here is probably putting your family in danger. It is. I agree with the ranger. I have chosen to live free of that fear. It's easy for an outsider to say that. They have no outsider. You know what? Let's eat. <laughs> I appreciate the company, actually. It's, it's a nice change. I'm you got here way before my other guests were going to be here, so... I'm starving. What's on the menu? What other guests? I think you met them. Goja and Baron. Gojai, Bishop, and Crow. I don't mean to, to break bread or break conversation before bread, but we brought here under very. St- I know. And you were brought here to gain access, as far as my knowledge was concerned, to gain access into Shangri Li. To get to the cove. But before we do that, I'd like to understand exactly what exactly it is we're doing. I don't know. You tell me. What were your knights doing out there? Those several knights of Dunier patrol, aid, and help the particular people on the west side of Farin. That's what they were doing there. That's what they've been doing there, anyways. Do you know what's happening in that town? Did they fill you in on the story with the magistrate's daughter, Kira, my dear friend? They sent trapped me, in the ice. They sent me a message. We know really not much of the situation there other than a woman is trapped in the ice. There is some magic, some dark magic going on, and that it's possibly summoning something. That's They mentioned an obsidian death head. Yes, you mentioned that before. I don't think that I've heard that term before believe the sage in our town also confirmed that said something about having six days to stop this he never actually said the word obsidian death head he just said it was summoning something is is, is he a practice sage or is he just a novice at best he's hiding something under his cloaks whatever that means 
What do you mean? He was the sheriff of Lucratus. No, I know about him, but what do you mean he's hiding something under his cloak? Hiding what? It's not his skin or a hunchback, but it's meant to look like such. A deformity. Something was strange about his back. He was hiding something in his back. <laughs> you see him crack a smile. He looks to a steward. Do me a favor, grab my journal from upstairs. Thank you. You see the old man scurries away and goes to grab his journal. Um, he's the one that told you? The... He was very vague with his information that he gave us. And no offense, but I feel like we're on a wild goose chase or a fool's errand. What made you decide to go to the this cove? So he was... Your knights left us some gifts in a cabin that they burned down. They didn't leave those gifts. They left one gift. With the glass mushroom? No, the note. Well, I'll show him. Hand it over to him. What, the glass mushroom? Mm-hmm. And the cloth? Mm-hmm. He looks at it. What is it? Is it dangerous? Is there a reason it's in this cloth? The When the dwarf touched it, it was forced to memory. What did it tell you? The key is in the cove. The cove is only understood by... The Trinidine. Yes. Uh, why did your knights burn down that place? <sighs> because they were acolytes. Zoned by a Meyer. Falgus Meyer. Yeah. Who was he? He was an acolyte of chaos. He shouldn't have been up this far north, and he has no business being up here, and he was a danger. So we burned him and everybody else that was in there to the ground. There was only one body in there. No, there were two others in the cellar. I'm sure you found that. We did not see any cellar. No, I didn't see a cellar either. I can only imagine that they had something to do with casting this spell on the lake. But now that they're destroyed, I don't assume that the lake would con- or this the spell that's in this lake would continue. Unless there's other people involved in this. Did the magistrate seem like he had some sort of involvement? Yeah, he seemed very distressed by the matter of the daughter in his eyes. He didn't seem to be manipulating or lying. If I were to suspect anyone, it would be the sheriff. The sheriff did seem very strange about certain things, and on top of that, the sage didn't seem very helpful either. This sage you keep talking about. You see the steward come down? Uh, thanks. And there was a page, page of the binding spell within the magistrate's house. I'll search through my pouches. You've pulled out the page. It's the... Uh, Change of frozen binding. You hand it to Pravi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite odd that it was placed within his house. Well, that it, was it a full spell book that he pulled this from? Is the magistrate a spellcaster? No. Is he a collector? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they'd be the only two reasons he he's would have a, such he, a thing. He's a well-informed man, that's for certain. Does he have a collection like this? No. But even I don't have anything like this in my house. Right, now there's only seven men in all of Bilbicia that would have something like this. I can only assume that the spell that put his daughter in the lake is the one you're holding on to. It seems like someone stole it from him. Would be my guess. He gave I don't this, know for sure. And he gave the spell over freely. Uh, well, 
What about the tattoos? Yes, on he her gave back? the spell over freely to help us try and find information. Tattoos on who back? The tattoos on her back were dwarven. And the sheriff is dwarf. Dwarves don't usually tattoo other races that are not dwarven. No, with no, they don't. He is. He is a. I know who he is. All right. Octavius and I have known her for some time. Does no. she always have this tattoo? Yeah, she's had the tattoo for a while. He leans back in his chair. Hmm. I was curious, too. Well, let's eat for now. And then after we eat, we'll go on my balcony and we'll smoke and talk some more. Oh, yeah. He kind of rubs his eyes a little bit. I forgot about him. We need to talk about the prime you brought with you also. He seems to be just helping us move along. Hmm. That's what worries me. Mortimus? How do you know him? You see him stop and he pauses and he looks off in the distance. You see him reliving some of his life. He's on the wrong side of history, my friend. He's a coward. And he used to be my best friend. What changed? He turned his back on Farine. He used to be a champion of Farine, which... As far as my knowledge is are concerned, primes are not allowed to partake in to <laughs> the civility of normal peoples. Well, that begs the question, Praveed. If Farin fell, how are you still alive? My survival came at a cost. He looks down to his injured arm. And a cost that I will, well, <laughs> that will be the death of me and my elven bloodline. Not necessarily the death of you. You have good people around you to protect you. The damage is already done. There's nothing that can undo it. So now I'm here to help you, the four of you, try to accomplish what it is you're looking to accomplish. I trust that your hearts are in the right place. I can sense these things. This Mortimus seems to believe the same thing. Now that he's trying to help us in some way. I don't believe it. And if I was you, I wouldn't either. If anybody wants to roll um, empathy on Praveed. Sure. That's not, a, that's not a ranger skill. No. That chair is so loud. <clears throat> I tried fixing it. I put screws in it. Holy fucking... There's your headset for you, Peter. Thanks. You're welcome. Jake just nutted all over the table <laughs> with dice over there. Yeah, I got a nine and an eight. Maybe he was, he was wearing his headset and participating. <laughs> instead of fucking around on his phone. Yeah, well. At least I'm participating while I'm fucking around. You're fucking on your phone <laughs> the same time, you bastard. Yeah, I can multitask. Ten, I've been seven, talking. seven, six. God, I, wanna, I, I love you so much, but I want to kick you in the face sometimes. What'd you get, You Jake? couldn't get your foot nine higher than maybe two feet. If I stretched, I could. Uh, okay, maybe two and a half feet. Well, give I'm, me a week, and then I'll kick you in you the face. You want me to lay down, and then you can kick me in the yes, face? Yes, yes, that's what I want. Okay. I want to go to there. Nine and an eight. Nine and an eight. Um, he obviously is very biased in his opinion on this mortimus of the primes. Whatever he's saying is coming from a place of hurt, and... It's a biased opinion. He believes what he's telling you. But there's also 
another side to that story. There's also a love there for this person that he's not ex- purposely letting out. You guys eat. <clears throat> you guys drink. You guys make your way to the balcony. The balcony is a large stone balcony that juts off the side of the grand hall. The five of you stand out there puffing on pipe weed. Uh, a cool breeze comes down from the cliffs. The sound of the lake is calming. Um, it's cold out there. A couple of torches are lit on the sides. You got a pretty good view of the whole lake out there because this balcony is pretty high. Um, Pravid is wearing a large fur coat and, uh, any other, um, anybody who else wants one, there, there are some available. While Mortimus has been in our company, he's been nothing more than, like, my friend Cal, a little scatterbrained sometimes, but whenever we're put to task, he's been very helpful. Dad's How was he actually, has he been helpful? He brought us here. That's been helpful. We don't know why he brought us here. I can only imagine he's going to bring you to Shangri-Li, too. It's a solid days. No. Probably seven days from now. No, 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 no. My dear elf friend, where do you think the cove is that they speak of? Oh, goodness, no, we cannot go there. Why? There is a... There is a swordsman there. Guarding the bridge, who will. Better people than you, he's cut down. There is no way I've seen it. You he, see, Pravid, you speak of the Guardian. Yes! His desiccated man carrying this ancient great sword. You, you can't. You can't do it. How do you know of this? Because I've seen it. You've been to Shangri La, Pravid says. From the precipice. What were you doing there? My companion brought me there to, uh, she was searching for, um, legendary relics. <laughs> she, um, she had me hide and she went, uh, to cross the bridge and faced him and it was cut down. She was the most skillful person I've ever met. And were you close to her? I owed her everything. She saved my life. Who are you rolling on, Jake? Uh, Cal? Are you trying to hide anything, Cal? Nope. Would you get Octavius? Good. Ten, eight, seven. Well, he would see things that he doesn't know that he's hiding. Octavius, you see a deep hurt? You see a betrayal? You see a confusion, you see a fear, you see an immense fear, a fear so strong that may cause nightmares. You're seeing shit in just a little bit that Cal is phrased, 
that would take a normal therapist months to figure out. And it all makes sense. This guy, he's been living in your town for years. He's completely capable of doing whatever the fuck he wants. And he's been hiding out. And not applying himself. And not doing anything. And it's... It makes sense now. He's never said this stuff to you. No, never. But he's just... Now I see that he's just completely afraid to... Face his past? Face his past, or... I'd lose more people or die himself. Just kind of put a hand across his back. And don't touch me. Hold on to his shoulder. I don't let him go. It's all right. Get we've off. All, get, get off me. We've all lost. Seriously, Jake, don't touch me. No. <laughs> you will not deny my love. Come here. <laughs> well, you two could get a room later on. I'm sure you could share a room later. I can get you past the Guardian. You see Providence. How? The bridge isn't the only way into the cove. Into the bay. Circumvent him. Well, it's the only known way. But as a champion of Farin, I know of others. You see the book that, the diary that Providence got brought down to him. He opens it up. And he points to a drawing. And you see the Farinian <coughs> um, Archon. Which in this world is another word for mage or sorcerer, however you want to put it. In this world, there are cons. And you see Paul point him out, and you see this. Oh, what, what does he look like, Neil? Draven. Yeah. Uh, you see a large, broad-figured sketch. He's his acolytes probably look two feet shorter than him. There's probably a bunch of acolytes around him, but they all look shorter than him by like feet. So he's either surrounded by halflings or he's very, very tall. Um, very large black horns that come up over his shoulders from his back. Um, and no hair on his body, but uh, black. Not necessarily tribal markings, but more like, like you would imagine like druid markings, but all in solid black, all over his skin, face, arms, everything. And then uh, Ferenian black, you know, velvet robes. He points to the drawing, and he points to the horns. This sage with the humpback. You don't suppose he'd be hiding something like those? Nothing that size, and those are large. If he was hiding something, they'd be a great deal smaller. Hmm. At any rate, um, even a lesser archon is still dangerous, mostly because they either serve the emperor of Marmond, Chaos, Sagittarius Troy, or they serve themselves, which is equally dangerous. Have you ever heard of the sage Urukai? Urukai Harungus? Yes, I've heard of him. So which is he? The self-serving or the serving of... Is he known for being a villain? Well, he's not a sage, I can tell you that. He's an archon. So our suspicions are... Correct. Yes, but... If what Pravid says is true, no offense, Pravid. I have absolutely no reason to lie to you, and I've been nothing but honest with you. But I don't think Herogus is power... I don't think he's powerful enough to do a summons of this magnitude. But I've given you no reason not to trust me, I don't think. Says you. Yes, it does say me. I don't know you. Neither do these men. 
We don't know who you are or where you're from. Or how you got none of these things. Or what your men are even doing. What their tasks are. All we know is that you don't like Mortimus. Well... I can tell you it serves a greater pers- a purpose. What does? What I'm doing. What is that greater purpose? How about we talk about that? Well, I mean you know disrespect, Trinidine Ranger, Badius. But I don't owe you any explanations of what I'm doing, what the Knights of Dunier are doing, and what our purpose is. Why are you helping this village? This is my people. And you? And that is my friend in the ice. You don't strike me as a hero, no offense, Elf. No, that's his friend in the ice as well. And he's here because I asked him to be. Well, I'm asking him. What's his word on this? Whatever you said is true. I care for the girl in the ice very much. And you? Dwarf, you're an outsider. Why are you here? Well, I strike me as a hero. How about you? <laughs> I don't know you well enough. I've yet to see some heroics from you. <laughs> In the days I've met you, you seemed a very courageous man. I'm glad you followed me. When we see this through to the end, then I may be glad as well. And anyways, like I said, I can give you a safe way into the cove. To avoid the swordsman, the bridge swordsman, the guardian of the city, the fallen city. Ravi, do you, do you know this swordsman? I don't know him personally, no. There is no passing him. I'm not sending you that way. Are there not more? He is the only one. You will have time, but only a little bit before he finds you. It's, only, it's not just the bridge that he guards. It's all of the ruins. You will have a, a specific amount of time. But Octavius, if you're here and you're doing this... I mean, what happened before you came here? You guys were covered in blood. We were attacked by the guards before we left. So they know that we're The Chaos here. Legionnaires attacked you? They weren't 100% trying to attack us first. They were trying to restrain us and take us back... To the city under arrest, which we weren't about to surrender. I can see. At least I wasn't. You have a home and a family there, Octavius. I was trying to be diplomatic and speak things clearly and get through to them, but uh, my dwarven friend took matters into his own hands. Maybe I can make a suggestion. You can send word to your knights. How would you get the family out of the hand? That would mean noble of knights, if they are such a thing. Radius, I don't think I truly understand your hostility towards me or my knights. You have no idea how noble my cause is. But I do have a way to reach out to my knights. They may get one of them, be able to send one of them to reach your family in time, but I doubt it, to maybe warn them. Is that what you would like me to do, Octavius? I don't want to see my father slain. I, if there's some form of compensation you require for the task, I could probably offer you up my grandfather's old armor. And I'm not add looking to your for collection. no. I'm not looking for a compensation. 
I'll send Gojai back. Hopefully he gets there soon enough. You guys get some rest for the night. You guys... Feel free to roam wherever you wish. There is nowhere in my keep that you are not welcome. All I ask is... You do not take anything. Why do you look at me when you said that? I do look. He looked at everybody. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen anything. He, he looks at you and he, now he looks at you and he's like, "But your insecurities are spoken." Um, let me try and reach out to Gojai and see if I can get him to return. Hopefully, we can salvage your family. In the meantime, greatly appreciate that. I will also get together the map to where you need to go to the cove, so you know where. Mornimus is going to be taking you next, if that is what you... Since he can travel without traveling, why can't he just bring us into the city itself? There is a ward on the city. Wait a minute. Some type of protection? Yes. Could we send Mortimus to get my family? That's something you'd have to take up with him. And he starts kind of walking away from you guys. Before you step out. We need to have a little chat. We will. You mentioned the lady you once served. The lady on this note? Yes. What was her name? You wouldn't recognize it. I'd love to learn. She doesn't exist anymore, so it doesn't matter. I'm sure her tail is still out there somewhere. It was a humble name. Laurel. He turns around and walks away. Thank you. Ravid goes and uh, he retires inside and you guys are alone on the balcony now just kind of staring at each other is he gone yeah there's no way we can fucking go there what are you talking about I'm telling you you will not survive this thing he said it's gonna hunt us down regardless of, of, of whether it's the bridge or not but he's gonna have a way uh, of circumventing us uh, we're going to get in Octavius we'll have time he will kill you. This this guardian, the, the, the guardian of the gate, of, of the bridge, I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's ancient, and he wields a huge sword, and you are not half the man that Ruby was. Mm-hmm. We have a way around him. I've seen this thing, and it's not to be taken lightly. We're not taking him lightly. We understand that he is a force that needs to be reckoned with. 
but I understand that there is only one way to get my friend out of the ice, and that's bypassing this thing and getting whatever this key is. And I'm not going to lose anybody else. Uh, may I interject? And I'm sorry to step on any toes or be dropping eaves. How well did you know this friend of yours anyways? I've known her her entire life. Uh, hitting him with leadership with him stating that I'm going to go in there first. Oh, and that's okay. two nines and a seven. All right, Cal. Well, you get hit with two nines and a seven with leadership. House rules apply. I'm not. I'm not going to roll against it. You know, if it, that was you out there with those chains around you, and you were dying in the snow, she would go through the hells to get you out. Uh, all right. I mean, how often did you hang out with this girl? On a regular basis, whenever she reached adulthood. I mean, I was... Even before then. I've been there for 50 years. Right, you right. Know, I, I was... I know the day she was born. I was there for the ceremonies and the celebrations. As what has she, she grew, done for you? became an adult. What ceremonies we and celebrations? We're friends and colleagues. We'd hang out with each other, share I stories. I asked a question. Hmm? Did I date her? What was ceremonies there and celebrations? Oh, for her birthing? I mean, there was part, you know, cakes. They had a celebration. There was meals and feasts. And was she close with this sheriff at all? No, she was never really great friends with the sheriff. She had interactions with them, but that was just because the magistrate being her father, she had to dictate and have some kind of interaction with him. Ironfolf knew what she was doing. What do you mean? He, he, he's been watching her the whole time. Watching her how? He knew when she s snuck out. When she came to the tavern with us and, and had drinks and, and times. He was, he was always over there. Were there any other dwarves in your village? Other than the Balefire? Hmm. Uh, not to my recollection. No, just the gentlemen at the Balefire? And, and their family. Sheriff extended family. Yeah, well, yeah. They didn't strike me as tattoo artists. No. Tattoo mm -mm. artists. No, that's a southern thing. Cal, uh, Octavius, what's an alertness? Um, you're noticing these guys are both kind of coming at you about Carl here. Seven and an eight. Uh, I've got two eights and a nine. Okay, Cal, you pick it up before Octavius does, but these guys are definitely trying to get a point across here. Did you really know your friend? Is what they're trying to fucking say to you. Are you insinuating that she may have done something that put her in that place? I'm not insinuating anything. I'm talking to these guys. Oh. <laughs> the one that's scowling. I, you're, you're the one who made and, me and cry. Then the one stroking his beard. I'm not insinuating anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at all the options. How often do Forgive me, I'm from Tradegates. Our culture is different. And where I'm from, we make sure not to befriend a Marmon. Nothing for any personal reasons. But they always have one loyalty before any other friend. I can understand that, unfortunately. Out of character. There's a lot out of, of character. I, I mean, I can't call bullshit on that, but that's I mean, complete. kind of got a that's, point. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does your character kind of like do what you're doing right now? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you always got that one friend. 
you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where, where it's like, you know, don't you talk shit about my friend? But you've talked shit about him. He's my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because she's a Marvin doesn't mean she was some evil necromancer sorcerer. Of course not. But it does mean she has loyalties that come before friends. As a necessity for her own life. Had. Honestly, if I'd be curious of any of the Marmons, it would be her father. Something happened there. As am I. And he had the book in his freaking library. They're obviously very sentimental with her. Alright, so I'll keep my suspicions to myself for now. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm like my character is super emotional when it comes to this girl. That's it's, it's one of the. It's few not just yours. It's Octavius. No, and, and Octavius yeah. too. Like this, uh, and 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 his and his father and his family. These are like I haven't cared. My character hasn't cared about people in quite a while. Okay. Like these ones are are precious to me. You guys make your way back to your rooms. You guys go back to your rooms. You guys go back to your room. Um, Octavius. I lingered just a little bit to kind of... We're going to do you guys first. If there's anything you guys want to talk to each other about. And then we're going to do you two. No, I guess we can do it in the room then. I'll just do that instead. Okay. You guys go Uh, ahead While we're laying there before we fall asleep, just kind of staring up at the ceiling. There's two full-size beds in this room. There's a balcony. It's a beautiful overlook of the lake. But of course they're laying in the same bed. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. No, no. They're laying in different beds, reaching across holding hands. (laughs) Yes, there we go. I love this thing. Yeah, yeah, I like that better. (laughs) I got you, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, p- pushed That's him closer romantic. so we could reach each other. Push the beds together. <laughs> push the queen size. <laughs> we need our own bed. Just push them together, though. <laughs> separate beds. Separate beds. <laughs> they say you just love make one big. You just make one big bed. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Uh, I'm actually gonna like strain my brain and like see if I can remember anything. But while I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna say it to you out loud in character. So, can you at any point ever recall her doing anything nefarious, hanging out with anybody shady or weird or covered in cloaks or horns on their back or strange tattoos? Cause no, I don't think I can. You know as well as I did. She just liked to dance and sing and have fun. She liked to get out. She didn't. She wasn't into anything gross. Most of the so people I know. weird and creepy in the town. She was avoiding. Huh? So most of the weird, creepy people she was avoiding. Ah, well, that's why we hung around her. You see Octavia staring at you, just like Jake just was just now, like looking at you, like. Really? Just frustration. Like, like, is there anything that we're missing here? I remember nothing. I mean, if there was something for you guys to we, roll, I had to roll it, but we, there we, was nothing that you we, guys can yeah. put we your went, finger on. We went and swam in, in your lake. 
many, many, many times. You guys just lay there and stare at the ceiling until you fall asleep. Uh, Grimdorf, Badius, you guys are in your room. Badius, are you sleeping on the bed or are you making a fucking campsite? Um, why would I make a camp? I mean, I'm fucking. Yeah, I'm sleeping on a fucking bed. Well, I don't know. You, you didn't you, wash you didn't up. Bathe. So. Yeah, I didn't bathe for a reason. Is you want to make sure the dogs know that you're a fucking <laughs> wild man. He's sleeping at the end of Grimdor's bed. <laughs> curled up. <laughs> no, I just don't want to smell like fucking oils and soaps and fucking... Good Betty. <laughs> Good Betty. <laughs> Makes sense for a hunter. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm untrackable. Like, okay. I can't leave a scent if you don't have a fucking scent. Okay, well, it works for everybody else too, right? <laughs> uh, if I need to separate anyway, they myself, they didn't track me. If, hey, <laughs> they tracked the guy standing hey, next hang to on. me. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the last battle I, or not. Yeah, I think but, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, yeah. what are you guys doing in there? I mean, I'm getting ready for bed, and then I also mentioned to Badius. I'm glad you brought that up. We can't rule out the possibility that the girl was a willing participant in whatever happened. I don't know if she was a willing participant or not. This could have been a long time planned. Whatever's happening is disrupting the area in a way that not just the villagers are going to suffer. No. But the wilds and the lands themselves. And you mentioned something tonight, and it was don't trust a moment. For a reason, because their allegiances are to a specific thing. Indeed. Because I saw something come out of the forest. The, when I, the first day I was there, I saw something come out of the forest. And you wouldn't believe me if I told you, so I won't. But I'll say this. What I saw shouldn't exist. You guys get ready for bed. You guys lay down. You guys fall asleep. Grimdorf, you are awoken. Give me a perception and alertness. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, no. I rolled two ones, so that's not happening. <laughs> what? No, I see. I rolled it in a, a six, six, and a nine, so maybe I did. That leaves you with one nine. That leaves me with one. Mm-hmm. That leaves you with one success. It sure does. Well, I like goat's milk. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) You wake up. Suddenly, you hear something outside. You guys have a balcony in your in your bedroom. You kind of stand up. Badius, you open an eye when you hear Grimdorf get up, and you hear him walk into the balcony. You look out the window, and you see across the lake, two gentlemen approaching each other. As the sun's coming up in the east. Staring at each other on the shores where you guys rode across. Would it happen to be Mortimus and uh, the guy who runs the castle here? Praveen? Praveen, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Badius. You don't have to piss off the balcony. There's a bathroom. Come. What? Take a look. I'll hop up. Rub my eyes. Walk over. You see what he sees. You see Pravi draw a sword and put it to Mortimus's chest. And you see Mortimus 
and raise his arms up like this, both sides up past his shoulders. And you see Pravi standing there for a solid four or five minutes holding that sword to his chest. And he just drops the sword and turns around and walks away. Uh, well, no one died. I go back to bed. Well, we're up. Might as well get some coffee. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> Why don't you bring back some coffee? <laughs> we'll take a break there, guys. time we stayed up all night drinking uh, drinking apple schnapps playing Tekken oh, yeah. Yeah, what, what was that five years ago five years ago when's he going home <laughs> I like having him around like he's, him a, bit around. Of a, he's a bit of a laugh why because he can impersonate an orangutan whoop de fucking do great sort your fucking life out mate I like when he writes on the board and the dry erase board. Sort life out. <laughs> What's wrong with your hand? I don't know. Someone bit me. What do you mean someone bit you? Some crackhead or something. Why do you bite you? Why do you bite you? I don't fucking know. I didn't stop and ask him. <laughs> it's, what does he say? Three or four in the morning. <laughs> it's three in the morning. It's three in the fucking morning. I have a headache. You're playing a stupid hip hop and the door is open again. It's not hip hop, it's electro. It's electro. <laughs> Fuck him. Next time I see him, he's dead. <laughs> he did what he said. I'm sorry, Sean. No, it's all right. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Sean. I'm sorry, Sean. Oh, that's <laughs> rotten. I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. All right. Um, so he goes to. Uh, <laughs> I'll quote the whole fucking movie. Don't even, don't even threaten me with this game. The fuck was that? That was a My fart. Stomach. No, no, you farted. No, that was a fart. Definitely <laughs> a fart. It was a grumble fart. That was definitely a grumble fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's only you know, it's only in front of like sixty people right now. Hopefully that number goes up. <laughs> grumble fart in your mouth. <laughs> Watching you, watching you laugh like that with the fucking things on, or almost like what's what's, what's Dennis Quaid? What is Dennis Quaid's brother? Fucking, uh, if you hadn't asked me, I would have told you. Randy, Randy, Randy Quaid, Quaid from the bowling movie. Oh, fucking Kingpin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Just like when you laugh like All that. Right. The- mm-hmm. <laughs> Seth, I would never compare you to Randy Quaid. The guy's a nutbag. He is a nutbag. Yeah. And he's weird. And he's yeah, thrown. Yeah, we don't need to do that. <laughs> he's fucking psychotic. So you guys wake up the next day. Um, Mattias and Grimdorf, you guys are already awake. It's a nice, clear sky morning. 
the frost on the lake showing gleaming from the sun off of the snow on all the trees in the surrounding area. Servants are already knocking on your guys' doors, waking you guys up, getting your things ready for you. And you guys make your way down to the hall for breakfast. You guys have breakfast. Um, probably never shows for breakfast. And early midday comes around and you guys are brought to the opening of the Grand Hall where there are four suits of armor set up. There is a Dwarven set of armor set up. There is a Ferenian's Champion's armor set up. Now, let me put this in perspective. This is not your grandfather's armor. The grandfather's armor is a Ferenian Champion's armor, but it's, but it's, not, it's not this. No, it's all glass. The difference is the embroideries on, well, not embroideries, uh, the reliefs on the armor itself and what they show. And then um, there is also a Trinidine armor set up there, but it's uh, in, um, it's not the full armor. It's the pauldron or the uh, greaves, greave, no, it's the uh, bracers. Bracers. The shoulders, pauldrons, pauldrons um, a light breast, and uh, we'd probably get greaves with that too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Greaves too, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you see also um, a full leather armors, but they're like, like dyed black, like a matte black color. They're really cool. It's all leathers and stuff. And you see Pravid standing there. With his arms crossed. I think you have outdone yourself. There's no dwarven armor? I told you there's a the, set of dwarven armor. The first oh. one you described oh, okay. is the dwarven armor. Uh, Neil, what does the dwarven armor look like? Zealous's armor? Mm-hmm. It's a mixture between plate mail and scale mail. Uh, it's all black with uh, brass embroidery. Uh, but the brass has been um, burned. So, like, it's a, it's a smelting process, so it looks like it's like a dark, 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 almost green. Uh, okay. But it's like black and dark green. Um, the armor has been... Uh, it's nice as, as nice as anything it's you've got, ever it, seen. And it's got the, the... It's full plate. And the shoulders have... Oh, yeah, the elbow parts have uh, uh, spikes. spikes on them, yeah. So it has spiked elbows. And uh, mm-hmm. it looks fucking really heavy. It looks like it might weigh as much as you do. Spiked boots. And so we're clear. I'm accepting this in return for... What we discussed. I see. Nobody touches it. Is it dwarven? Whatever it is. You don't need to concern yourself with that. Is it dwarven? All you need to understand is you don't touch it. You leave it alone. This is as fine as armor you will find in these lands. Well, thank you. I start putting on the armor. Octavius, uh, this is much finer than your father's armor. Or great-great-grandfather's armor. But it's the same look. It's the same armor. It's just finer. Cal, you see some of the finest light 
loose armored leather work that you've ever seen. I mean, even your mentor didn't have leathers like this. It's fucking awesome. I accept your gift with humility and, and grace. It belonged to a good friend of mine. Take care of it. Thank you. And this is a gift or is this a loan? I guess it depends on what you do, isn't it? Well, I'm keeping this. It's not my place to get involved in the affairs of humans. <laughs> we'll have to change that at some point. Kyle, do you start putting the stuff on? Oh, yeah. I dropped trout in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, you notice that this stuff's smaller than you. But when you start putting it on... Oh, it's magical, then. It starts fitting to you. Yeah. Slices to me. Oh, yeah. Same thing as you, Grimdorf. Yeah, you start putting this stuff on, Grimdorf. Um, and you start kind of questioning whether or not this belonged to a dwarf or not, because you're large for a dwarf as it is. Yeah. Hmm. Is there anything we can do to repay for this gift? I honestly just want to see you survive this adventure and help get your help free your friend from that lake. Yes. Octavius, if you retrieve your uh, great-grandfather's armor, I just expect you to bring mine back. This was... He puts his hand on your shoulder. My armor. And the Empress of Shangri gave it to me herself. Uh, I, I, I'm not worthy to wear this armor. It's just armor. Uh, it's, no, it's not. It, it's more than that. You're going to need some armor, Octavius, and you don't have time to go home. When you're done with it, bring it back to me. Absolutely. I put my, my hand on your shoulder. Take it from someone who lives three times the length of a human. History doesn't remember armor. Remembers the men who wears it. You're talking to a half-elf dipshit. Yeah, I, I, I have elven ears as I pull my hair back. Already the dwarf obviously doesn't recognize the difference between a half-elf and an elf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't seen his ears. Mm -hmm. This is Frunian armor. This armor was given to this ranger as a gift. Do you not see the embroideries? The Frenian yeah. embroideries? It has Trinidine colors on it. The, the cloak, yes. And the this, color. This armor is not Trinidine. Well, I wanted to see what you were going to say, Baddies. Yeah, Grimdorf doesn't understand any of this because as far as he's concerned, well-crafted armor mm -hmm. is made to be worn for generations, so why exactly. wouldn't he be wearing it? The person who wore this armor earned this armor. It's not going to do anything here but collect dust. I believe in... I believe in you guys, and I believe that Mortimus wouldn't be here if he didn't either. I saw something different this morning. Oh, All right, well, God I don't want to slow the game man. down. Okay. So I just respectfully say, I can't accept this gift. I'm sorry. And then probably looks at you and says, what makes you think you haven't earned this? Who are you? I am Pravin Dunier, champion of Farine. No, you were. No, I champion am. Champion of Farine. I still am. That doesn't change. Just because Farine is no more. You need this. Now, I will respect you if you do not wish to take it. Well, you can keep your friend's armor. I will get my own. Um, Baddius, he hands you a map. I dig it. This is the cove. I hope this is the cove that they speak of. Because it's the only cove I know of. And Shangri-Li. I spoke to Mortimus, uh, Mortimus this morning. 
He's going to take you there. To the place I know of. It will give you some time. It will give you six hours. Six hours to find what you're looking for. And to find Mortimus again and leave. Mortimus has already told me that he is not going to confront this guardian. And I would suggest that you do not do the same. So you either find what you're looking for in six hours, or you leave and give yourself enough time to get out. And don't get lost down there. Good luck, gentlemen. And remember, I consider you friends now, and my home is always open to you. If you ever find yourself in a hard spot or in a place where you have nowhere to go, think of my home as a place where you can go and find solace. For I'm your friend now. Thank you. And I do not make friends lightly. Why are you making friends with us so easily? I agree. Let's just say it's something that even though my goddess is gone. Have you forgotten how to say thank you? That's alright. I'll go ahead and give you some well, some information about me that I haven't told you yet. I was a follower of one of the old gods and she gave me power and she gave me the ability to see someone's true nature and whether or not they are or they intend to be a good person. Now, I may not, well, that God may not exist anymore, but I have still retained a little bit of that power and I could see when you guys approached my home that deep down you were all inherently good people and I like that about you and it makes me trust you by this time you guys have already suited your armor up the servants has helped you guys put the armors on and you guys uh, start making your way downstairs you guys make your way down to the bowman or the roman the row man and you get on the boat and you he rows you across the way Pravid gives you some coin to give him. This guy's weird. This doesn't work for Pravid. Um, we won't get into it. Maybe next time we're here, we'll get into it. We're not going to get into it tonight. The guy's weird. You don't understand it. You get off the boat, and you see Mortimus standing there smiling at you guys. And his cloak is open, and you see that he's wearing way more extravagant Trampian's armor, but it's like what... Octavius is wearing. It's Ferenian. It's glass armor. And it's just got more uh, embellishments on it. But it's the same kind of armor. That's what he's been wearing this whole time. It is nice to see you all. It is a pleasure. So this armor. Are you a champion as well? Or was one? Maybe I stole it. I don't believe that. I saw the way that... Pravid was looking at you this morning. Oh, you saw that? Grimdorf saw it. He showed it to me. I only wanted to ensure that you didn't explode or something when you died. I've never met a wizard before. <laughs> he's not a wizard. He's a pro. He just kind of looks at both you guys and smiles a little bit. Lights up his pipe. Starts pluming smoke out. Maybe I meant for you to see that. Maybe it was me who woke you up. 
Or maybe you were just being nosy. Doesn't matter. We leaving soon. We're going to Shangri-La, right? So I've been told. So we're going to see lots of things painted on the walls inside that place if we can get in, right? You're going to see more than things painted on the walls. We're going to see you. Either way. So you might as well be honest with us. If you are a hero, you're going to be in there. And you can't lie your way out of that. Or if you are a lie and a cheat, we'll know. He looks to you, Badius. Still smiling and smoking his pipe. Or maybe it's none of your business. Fine, Mortimus. Don't say anything. We'll see for ourselves. You will see my face painted on these walls because I was a champion of Farine. Was that so hard to say? Yes, it was. (laughs) So there is a reason that man is pissed at you. Yes. Good to know. What business is those ours? It is none of your business. This is a good point. He turns real dramatically and pulls his cape over his clothes again. Puts his pipe away. He stares off to the lake. He really is uh, dramatically. As I told you before, I see something in you. I've heard something in the wind and your fates. I don't care what you think. Matter of fact, I don't care to hear your squabblings or insecurities. I only intend to take you where you wish to go and bring you back. Because again, I would like to see you succeed. My personal interests no longer concern me. I let those go long ago when I gave up being a champion of this country and an advisor to very important people. I may add that you look well rested today. You look better. And you look more well equipped for your journey to come. Which is good, you will need it. I want to get my friend out of the ice. How do you know that's what we're doing? That's all I want to do. I want to get my friend out of the ice. Well, don't let your desperation cloud your reason. He hasn't given us any reason to doubt. Not at all. Well, no, I've given you all kinds of reasons to doubt me. Thank you, Mortimus. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm glad I'm the only one that's seen that other than you. I just want to get her out of the ice. Can we just get her out of the ice? Can we do that? At what cost? Can we go to the place where we can do that? At what cost? We'll see. If it costs my life to free her and stop whatever's being stummoned and saves the people of my village. Those things might not be exclusive. I happen to lead agree. The way. We're not gonna I don't believe that. this man knows anything more than any other mortal could possibly know. But I do know one thing he has that we don't, and that's a teleport spell. Go ahead and grab hands with each other. Where on the map is he telling us to go? I'll open it up. I'll grab Octavius's hand. What a wonderful map. There's all the pictures and drawings one would need. How pleasant. Would you? He's looking at it. Would you like? (laughs) Mm, No. Are you sure? I'm fine. Okay, are you sure? Wonderful. All right, fine. I'm admiring from a distance. 
Ah, I see where he is marked. I know where we're going. Uh, well, he grabs uh, Grimdorf, since you're holding Octavius's hand, and he grabs Badius's hand. Grab Cal's hand. Stay then, behind my shield, our men. If anything goes sour, it will not help you there. Just remember. Yeah, there's a ward. You can't go in. We've been told. And just like that, your surroundings change instantaneously. stamina roll. Difficulty of an egg. Just stamina? Just stamina. Nine, eight, eight. Nope. And I got one, too, so I'm the... <laughs> <laughs> you're not just you blah, blah. You take a negative one. <laughs> uh, For the next hour, you're taking a negative one. I aim it at you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you Help me! <laughs> behind the shield. <laughs> I got an eight. <laughs> You're fine. Cal ten, just hear it splattering off the shield. <laughs> Grimdorf is the only one. You got it on your shoe though, man. He's not there. He's taking it very unmanly. Un, 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 un he's seeping into the laces. <laughs> he's got his hands on his knees. <laughs> no, he's trying to grab out for people. <laughs> he's, he's reaching for help. <laughs> The fuck off me, dwarf. <laughs> Does anybody help him? I give him some of that stuff that I've been picking the mushrooms. I, I help Grimdorf, yes. Grimdorf, a baddiest, comes to your aid. He helps you up and he shoves some fucking shit in your mouth and it almost instantly makes you feel you better. You puke all over your hand, man. <laughs> I shake it off. Jesus. Um, your negative goes away. Just... And then, Grimdorf, you look, and you see Badia standing there next to you, helping you. Compose yourself, man. The fuck was that? And the rest of you guys see... You stand near an edge of a massive pine forest. The trees are huge. The sound of white noise and wind echo through the area. And you look across 100 yards of ice in sand tundra to the edge of a cliff. Beyond the red, rocky cliff, you see a vast, deep, dead sea. Water pooling in several areas. Closest to your cliff's edge appears to be a 400-yard wide and 200-foot deep ravine, narrowing in some spots here and there. Looks like the skeleton of a river and dead and a sea exist no more the opposite side of the ravine is more cliffs and rocks that rise to be what appear to be city walls and ruin beyond that more vast tundra to an epic city of ruin an extravagant metropolis of marble and stone that has seen its end buildings and rubble 
um, scorched marks on walls that resemble silhouettes of people. And it stretches for miles on a climb upward to a, another peak of ruin, which resembles the frail leftovers in a, of an imperial castle. Crows scour the ruins in search of anything. Mortimus kind of walks to the edge of the cliff and looks across. He says calmly, At one time, <laughs> this had been one hell of a sight. Does uh, anything look familiar to me? You see the bridge about a quarter of a mile away, and you see a silhouette standing on that bridge. I'm going to have to Roll a courage check. I'm going to blow a willpower point. And then roll courage. Huh? Then roll courage then. 998. 998 and plus a willpower? Plus a willpower. So four mega successes. You actually find the courage to, to say, I need to do this because Octavia said she would do it for me and he's right. And regardless of what I've been hiding from or running from... It's time to man up and... Elf up. Elf up and contribute to this party. You see the vision of that silhouette over there killing your mentor and throwing her from the bridge. And then you look back at these guys and you see them kind of unsure about the situation here. I, 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 I automatically like hide them from, from sight. Like... Or, from, uh, I, I'm not gonna make you roll for it, but you kind of. Well, is already. Well, I just, I just, I, I'll do a free action to say everyone get down. Okay. How about that? Get fucked up. And it just like he was there, he is not no more. Mortimus is gone. Hopefully, he knows when to come pick us. But. <laughs> <laughs> like, your friend, like your friend dropping you off on a party. He's not a fucking Uber. Can <laughs> <laughs> walk back? As you guys are staring across this vast canyon, we'll go ahead and call it there. Confidence and death always walk hand in hand. 
There's a certain grace to knowing where your boundaries lie and what your capabilities are. Yet there is a bit of a draw to recklessness, is there not? I don't claim to know everything, know what I want to. Badius doesn't seem to trust or even like his current party. Will he start to give them a chance? And what will it take for him to trust? Octavius travels with a heavy heart and anxiety knowing his family are at risk. And Grimdorf, well, he continues to be an outsider. Will he find kinship or is this just another stepping stone? And what will Cal find in the Cave of Solstice? Will the group continue arbitrarily or will they finally find some answers they desperately seek? Cold waters run through the mountains, skeletons fight hard, and whispers speak failure and the grand design for a prosperous reign. Next time, make sure you hold your breath or you will drown. episode yeah i thought there was a lot of good interaction a lot of role playing i like Pravid. uh to be completely honest Maybe from not. grimdor's perspective he was yeah. sucking up to him too much who cal was no Pravid. Pravid was sucking up to you too much yep huh yep and us too much it makes sense from a doris perspective anyways i know this character from other games so i have a, a skewed skewed perspective okay well yeah. if you could put your bias aside my, my bias aside like my character just being the same race mo- most of any other the uh jai the mountain elves i've seen have been just uh, I, and I hate i hate to say the word slave but that's pretty much what well there's no are. camaraderie between no, them either no, there's there's no camaraderie and and not once there's no I, brotherhood between the not Jai-Kos. once have i seen one to this uh echelon that he that he lies, you know. Yeah. Re- regardless of whether he's injured, but he's clearly a hero or has been a hero. Well, it was at one time, yeah. So, by I would say my character is a little bit starstruck. Okay, just from an outside perspective. From an outside perspective. Well, cool. Um, is there? Uh, what, what are you guys expecting in this next game? Because uh, next game is going to be eight. a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yes. For you, for you to not punish me for sticking to my character's values. Nope. Something interesting. <laughs> nope. Getting your ass beat. Whatever. I, well, I think Seth's right. We're probably going to be. Ranger we're probably going to be getting a dungeon. That's why you got to um, move. I haven't done any dungeons in this game yet, and this is going to be the one dungeon that you guys are going to experience. It's it's going to be a one game dungeon because I need to to hold on true to our storyline here. But we are going to spend the next game in a dungeon. Uh, 
for lack of better words. Also, I'm going to give everybody the stats of their stuff that they ex- accepted if, Naturally, for the yeah. people that got the stats. I, I just want to get more likes on Tinder while I'm, while I'm gaming. <laughs> I don't know. How about, how about while you're doing that, you pull the dick out of your ass? <laughs> Just a little bit, well, not enough to not enough to change your personality too much, but just enough to let you have a little bit of a good time. I just I don't even know. Har har har. I don't even know why you're here. I just sometimes I just wonder to myself, like, why am I friends with this guy? Why? What's the point? What am I getting out? of I mean, this? he does he does have some very endearing qualities. When? What do you mean when? When? When he's not being a dick. When he's when he feeds into your ego every once in a while. No, it's not even. It's not even that. Have you not had a conversation with this man? He can be very endearing and very intellectual and very smart. It's never while we're gaming. No. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Ever. No. It's never been once while we're gaming. No, that's not. We game with him. We're like, oh, maybe he's gonna bring this to the game. (laughs) Oh, that'd be nice. (laughs) Nope. You're trying no. not to laugh so fucking no. hard. Just let it out, no. Peter. Just no. pull the dick out. I mean, I don't know there's a lot of shit going to come out with the dick. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank everybody for yeah. joining us tonight. Um, I just want to make a note on that. I voted for the healer to be in the party. <laughs> everybody else voted against that. I just want to say y'all, so bun- <laughs> y'all a bunch of bitches. <laughs> I am not. Fuck y'all yeah, yeah, that's a re- what you're saying. You know, yeah. and you were so right too, Jake. Like you were so right. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight, oh, and um, thank you for staying a little extra late. I appreciate it. Um, make sure you join us next uh, session. Uh, make sure you check out uh, obisia.com. It's going to be O B Y S S I A H.com. We got some updates on our character sheets. We're definitely uh, going to have updating it every week. Every couple of weeks when we upload an episode, we're going to be updating things, adding things to it. Uh, make sure you check out our Patreon, which is uh, Record of Mortimus. Just search it. You know, there are different tiers on there. Um, there, there is Lil Homies. There's Subras. There are uh, My Homies. And then there's Lit Fam. It sounds ridiculous, but it's funny. Whatever. Um, and then uh, whatever you're uh, listening to this, subscribe. Subscribe to... Apple Podcast. Give us a good review. Yeah, give us give a us good, a good review. review. If you like or what you're hearing, at least give us a fucking honest review. Well, I uh, mean, no, don't do that. <laughs> unless it's yeah. crap, right. then just yeah. if it's crap, do me a favor. Hit me up on social media and tell me what you don't like about it, and I will try to incorporate what you're not liking about it or what I'm missing here. I'd rather take constructive criticism than uh, just shit reviews. But if you want to review us, feel free to review us. Thank you again. Uh, thanks everybody for joining me tonight, and. Um, We'll see you next week, uh, in two weeks. This episode was produced by Dark Waters, um, executive produced by myself, Nick Nelson, and Stephanie Hall. Um, all music, all original music was done by Lucian Dreams. And this episode was also mixed and mastered by myself, Nick Nelson, and Preston Hardwick. Thank you. Join us next time.